Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Clarkson with a weird little tap of the ball. Now drives, beats his man. Layup good, and he's fouled again. Jordan did it again. Jordan Clarkson, who truly was having one of the worst evenings we've seen out of him in his time with the Utah Jazz, has caught fire, is flamethrowing in the fourth quarter, and has brought the Jazz back to even with the Warriors and has a chance to give them the lead. There's something to be said for being unconscious. 28 seconds left, 116-114. Steph has it. Curry off a pick. Splits the double team. Steps back for three. Misses. Rebound tipped. Warriors have it. Back out to Draymond. 17 seconds left. Finds Curry. Another three. Got it. 13 seconds left. Warriors lead by one. A rebound away. Clarkson gets at the top. 12 seconds left. Drives hard with his left hand down the middle of the lane to the rack. No whistle. Misses the shot. Timeout, Warriors. Clarkson went high in traffic at the rim. Lot of contact. No whistle. Rebound, Warriors. They have the ball with seven seconds left. All right, Gordon, uh, the Jazz would lose by three to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Very exciting ending, certainly, 119 to 116. We will uh, get to the latest two-minute report from the NBA here momentarily. (laughs) But, Gordon, Jordan Clarkson, this, this game was all about him in many, many ways. He finished the game with 41 points. 16 of 33 from the field, 5 of 16 from 3. He uh, was ice cold in the first half and then red hot uh, in the second half and then came up a little bit short at the very end. Yeah, that was a strange game. What were you thinking through the first uh, three quarters? And then what were you thinking in the fourth? Because it was almost like you were watching a different game. Um, I was thinking in the first three quarters, the switching defense is still an issue. Yes, no doubt. Um, and then in the fourth, I was reminded how you solved that issue. Uh, that's your guy beats the guy in front of him, and then the switching defense doesn't work. And so as Jordan Clarkson beat his guy repeatedly, the switching defense looked a little vulnerable. So, I mean, those... Those were kind of the main lessons I took from it. When Jordan Clarkson was on making his shots and beating his guy, uh, that that Golden State defense didn't look quite so great. You have to have somebody who can generate their own shot against the defense. And like that's, have a, to. that's a time when you would really miss Donovan Mitchell. And? Mike Conley. Yeah. yeah, both. yeah, those, yeah. both guys. Big time. Because Joe Ingles is a lot of things, but he's not yeah. – I'm going to beat the man in front of me. It's just not his game. It's not Royce. Uh, Bogdanovich has some tricks in the tool belt, you know, where the the back down, which I know you love so much, and he does have a dribble drive to his game, um, but not not exactly his strength either necessarily, right? So, I mean, once Clarkson caught fire, it's not a coincidence that it was him because that's how Golden State was playing. Okay, so explain something to me. And that was, uh, you know, something I was thinking about as I was watching the game last night. Why was Rudy Gobert not more able to take advantage of uh, switching D? Because they stay below him. And that brings up the problem that you've brought up many times. Right. Yeah. And then uh, they're going to make sure that Rudy doesn't dunk, so they're going to collapse on him, make it difficult for him to even make a catch, let alone 
you know, if he were if he were Shaq, he'd just run over those guys and dunk. But that's just not Rudy yet. Yeah. Sometimes you see a little bit of that. I love it when we see a little bit of that. But would, would a quick pass back out from Rudy solve that problem? It, you're, because if they're collapsing on him, then obviously somebody's open. But that's the thing. You're assuming he makes the catch in the first place. Yeah. Or the pass can even get in there in the first place. Yeah. Which well, which they had a tough time with last night. It's no it's no coincidence. It, it's a it's a game plan totally designed to take Rudy out of it offensively. Uh, I mean that's what they're trying to do. It's uh, as I was watching that game, uh, I I thought, okay, if this is the way the Jazz would play with Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, then this is the formula for beating the Jazz. You know, because they could not take advantage. They couldn't shoot, and when you can't shoot, you can't. It's more difficult to shoot when they're crowding you, which is what they were doing. They were in close proximity to the jazz shooters, and that made it more difficult for them to make their shots. And they weren't making those shots uh, for a large measure of the game. And then Jordan Clarkson got got going. And all those shots that people complain about, and we'll get into the ball hog nature of this story a little bit later on in the show because there was some online interaction that was interesting. Well, he uh, is a ball hog when the ball doesn't go in. After the game. But but here's <laughs> here's the thing. All those shots that everybody complains about that sometimes aren't the greatest shots in the world, you know what they are? They're self-generated. Yeah. He can go out there and do it. He doesn't, you know, Rudy relies on the pass. He relies on somebody else. He relies on something, the pick and roll working. He relies on something to get his shots. Joe Ingles relies on something to get his shots. Great pick and roll player, but he's got to have it. All right. Right? Bogdanovich to a lesser extent than those other two, but Bogdanovich uh, relies a lot on, on other people getting his shots. Certainly Royce does, and the list goes on and on. And Jordan Clarkson, everybody kind of gets bent out of shape about those wonky shots, but they're his. He can go get those at pretty much any time. Maybe he's not the most efficient player, but he's also a player that can do can do what he did last night in a stretch. Uh, he went uh, so canceling out the final possessions, Gordon. He went uh, ten of twelve. So he, at the beginning, he started six of eighteen and zero of eight from three. Oof. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Then he went ten of twelve and five of six from three before closing the game zero for three, zero for two. I mean that's that's red hot ten of twelve. I mean he he scored twenty four points right in the fourth quarter. I got I am pretty sure. Yeah, I thought it was twenty four. Did you say that's what I said? Twenty four. Okay. Twenty four is what I said. Sorry, hey, twenty four points. Yeah, yeah. In it fact, was, it, it was tied uh, tied his career high for points in a quarter with twenty four. Yeah, seventeen up until it was it was one of those deals where he got, he got going and then it was uh, the Jazz were turning it on. Uh, there's the, there's the other problem that uh, came into play in a major way, especially earlier in the game, and that was the turnover problem, which led to, what, 26 or 28 Warriors buckets or points? Uh, that That's an issue with this team. You can't give up those kinds of easy turnovers and easy baskets. Well, they buttoned that up in the second half. Yeah, they did, it, but by that time, you know, in a, in a game you lose by three, you give up 26 points off turnovers – I mean, I'm not great at math, but... Uh, no, I, I hear you, but that logic you could also say, you know, if Jordan Poole doesn't hit a prayer from three-quarter court, you know, they only <laughs> they only won by three, right? I mean, uh, I don't know. Real quick on the two-minute report thing, uh, just because that is uh, news that came out in the, uh, in the last hour or so. Um, <clears throat> the NBA's last two-minute report says Jordan Clarkson did get fouled, 
but not the foul everybody thinks, where he was in the lane. Not that one. He got fouled on the three-point attempt with 32 seconds left with the Jazz up two, which Jordan complained about in the postgame because somebody asked him about the foul in the lane. He said, man, you know. But uh, he actually, we we could we should play the sound later on in the show. But he said, I got I was I was fouled on the three, but the guy who fouled me, they weren't going to call it. Okay. And you can imagine who fouled him, <laughs> and they didn't call it. But Jordan Clarkson goes to the line there, ninety percent free throw shooter. Chan- Jazz has have a chance to go up five. Completely different ball game, which uh, may I reiterate is why the two minute report is dumb, because Jazz fans now are going to get the the torches and the pits, pitchforks and march on the NBA office for something that the NBA. What are they going to do about it? Go play the replay the end of the game. No, you still no. have to swallow the L. It, but, it, but at does least no it's, good. At least there's candor involved here instead of trying well, to just cover it. Who cares? Up. Just move Look, on. No, I don't think. Why are you re-picking on? the scab? What difference does it make? Because Other than you throw the referees under the bus. No. Again, give us the illusion that they, they actually thought that that was the right call. No. At least give us that. No. Don't turn around and be like, yep, you're right. Your team got screwed. <laughs> no, because Congratulations. It, no, there's pleasure in being able to complain. <laughs> well, you've got that right. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Hey, can we get into the, the ball hogging topic sure. here, Gordon? Can we jump into this? Because mm-hmm. there was a, a, a Twitter um, to-do somewhat last night, and I want to get your opinion because uh, you – We've had discussions about Jordan Clarkson and his shot selection and his style of game on this show, and that was a topic last night because Jordan took 33 shots. Now, uh, let's see here. Tim Reynolds, who I believe works for the AP, had this tweet last night. So Jordan Clarkson came off the Utah bench and took 33 shots tonight, the only time in the last 45 years when a reserve took more, uh, took more shots in a game was February 13th of 2019. Care to take a guess who who that was? Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson took 34 shots for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, uh, Andy Larson of the Salt Lake Tribune retweeted said tweet and said, I was curious. Games when a player has put up 33 or more shots this season and he lists them out. Bradley Beal's done it three times, all in losses. Donovan Mitchell's done it twice, both in losses. Jason Tatum once win. The Greek Freak once win. Kevin Durant once lost, Jokic once lost, Clarkson now in a loss, and Tyrese Maxey, of all people, in a loss. That's this year. That's interesting. So Donovan Mitchell retweeted that tweet from Andy Larson, Gordon, and said, so you're saying he shouldn't have shot 33 times? Dot, 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 question mark. Well, that seems to be what's being said. Uh, Now, Andy, hold on, hold on. All the way around. Hold on, Andy did respond. So Andy, you know, uh, uh, he said, nah, like, if you look at them, they're nearly all pretty efficient games by the shooter. So I think it's mostly great players keeping their teams in games they may not have been in otherwise. And then added, I think it's fair to say that the tweet didn't have that context, though. Yeah, but they're all losses. They weren't all losses. How many of them, what percentage were losses? Uh, let's see. I, there were more losses than wins. Let's see. Two of them were wins by Jason Tatum and the Greek Freak. Oh, okay. Freak. All right. Yeah, I th- what I think, how I read that is that sometimes teams find themselves in desperate situations and they're looking for a lifeline. 
And so one player is coming, is throwing that. He said, line. "I'm going to take yeah. those shots," which somebody had to do last night. Yes, and I, I, I do think that Jordan Clarkson, as I have expressed on this show more than once, does take ill-advised shots sometimes. But last night, uh, in the early going, it was kind of like, how come he's doing that? There was one time in particular where Jordan was fiddle-faddling around, and and Boyan Bogdanovich was wide open over in the corner. Wide open. And with the way Boyan had been shooting of late, I figure that's a pretty good play. But Jordan was too busy doing his thing. you know. So sometimes you look at it, especially when you go 0 of 8 from 3-point, uh, you think that's not a good idea. Don't do that. But that's easier to say when the ball's not going in. When it suddenly starts going in, everyone's – you saw the Jazz bench last night. Everybody cheering for Jordan. If he would have stopped shooting, the Jazz would have lost by 20. So, yeah, I think there's a time and a place for darn near everything. Uh, it's just get the time and the place right. If your team needs you – then I don't have a problem with a hot player going off like that. If, you're, if your team, if there are guys who are open who are capable of scoring, then you might want to think about getting them the ball uh, on occasion. Now, I'm not saying that Jordan Clarkson is perfect. I think I know the play you're referencing with, with Bogdanovich. So, uh, yeah, his decision-making isn't 100%. I'm not arguing that. But Bogdanovich had 21 shots last night. Yeah. So it's not it's not like Bogdanovich left a bunch of shots out on the floor either. <laughs> I mean, you, you just look at the lineup. You know who who last night I did this exercise with Tim, and I'm I, I'm curious if you're on the the same wavelength. Who would you want to have seen shoot more last night? What was uh, Bogdanovich's percentage? He was nine for twenty one and four of nine from three. Okay, so twenty seven points, which is perfectly acceptable. Right, and it was quite similar to Jordan Clarkson's efficiency. Yeah, nothing wrong with that game. But, but uh, I mean, who else on the floor? Royce took nine shots. Yeah. I mean, do you want Royce taking more no. than nine shots? No. George Niang took seven. That's probably about right. Maybe he could have taken one or two more. But, I mean, it's not like that's that's drastically undershooting the, the, for somebody the, like the George. The Warriors were doing a good job of crowding the shooters. And, 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 and at one point in the game, you're just going, okay, where are the points going to come from? And then all of a sudden, Jordan Clarkson was where they were going to come from. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think that it's a coincidence that it was against that Warriors team that the opportunity arose for him to take 33 shots with that particular lineup. Right Now, if Donovan and Mike Conley are healthy and Jordan's still taking 33 shots in that amount of time, then maybe we're having a different conversation. But it's not like anybody's has that much complaint to be had that they weren't getting the shots last night because somebody had to do it and somebody had to create and that was an issue. Yes, it was, especially with the way the Warriors were playing defense. Absolutely correct. So, so yeah, uh, I didn't have a problem last night. Although in the early going, I did because the ball was not going in. But if he had stopped shooting, they would have lost by twenty. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, I mean, it was and just a loss like, is a loss, okay. but they had a chance at it. Yeah, they did. And uh, as you pointed out, if uh, Jordan Clarkson hadn't been fouled without a whistle with 30-some seconds left on that three-pointer. Who knows? The Jazz might have won that game. And if they had won that game, then we would be singing Jordan Clarkson's praises all day long right. today. And, and I agree. It was a hot and cold game for him last night, and that's kind of really Jordan Clarkson-esque that it, it didn't look good in the first half. I'm with you. And in the third quarter, too, he, he was not playing well. 
But he's going to go out. What did he say? Hooping. He's going to go out and hoop. He's going to go play his game. And hearing Quinn Snyder talk about it after the game last night, he just talked, Gordon, uh, I'm I'm sure you heard it, but uh, what a pleasure it is to coach Jordan Clarkson. I mean, just. But Quinn looked pain when he said it. We're now interpreting. (laughs) He looked pained. We're now that's we're reading Quinn Snyder's mind now. <laughs> when did Coach Snyder not look pained in the last <laughs> right. few? It was a loss after all. Yeah, he hasn't slept since December. <laughs> right. So yeah. you don't think he was being yeah. genuine? Look, I'll be completely honest. And you all, we were all, we were all texting each other. It was kind of like, what, what is Jordan Clarkson doing early in that game? He looked horrible. Yeah, I'm, I, and I think I was uh, the one who started that, and he did. He did until the fourth quarter. He looked like it was a, a black hole that he was going to get the ball, and no one was ever going to see it, and it was going to go up, and it was going to miss. And, and then, then he had the fourth quarter he had, yeah. and I went, "Whoops!" Yeah, we all did. So, <laughs> don't put me in there. I I just made a joke. I had no point advocated for Jordan Clarkson to stop shooting. Oh, come on. You were I thi- did. You were thinking it. No, I was not. Before he got hot in the fourth quarter, you I, weren't thinking that? No. Who else would I want to go out there and take those shots? Nobody. Trent Forrest? <laughs> no, I'll tell you why. Trent Forrest wasn't taking shots. He was dribbling into open spots and then throwing it back out. I'll tell you, and this is going to sound really mean to Trent Forrest, and I'm, uh, I'm sorry for that in advance, but you want to know why the Jazz lost to the Warriors last night? Because Trent Forrest got 19 minutes. Because they're down to the point on the roster where Trent Forrest had to play a critical role, and and Trent is not there in his development. I mean, they they're, they're the Jazz are down to bare bones from a rotation standpoint. So we're gonna pull, we're gonna pick on poor Trent. That that I didn't mean for that to be so mean. That's why I tried to put it out there. But that but the the Jazz are missing two out of their three All Stars, and and one lineup that's been so effective for the Utah Jazz is Jordan Clarkson. Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, and George Niang going up against the other team's bench unit where they've just been mopping the floor with those units. Well, with Joe Ingles starting and George Niang starting and these guys out, all of a sudden it's Trent Forrest playing those minutes instead of Joe Ingles. And again, Trent Forrest, love you, dog. However, learned that one from our guy, Coach Chiesa. Mm-hmm. He always said that. Deliver, deliver a little criticism with a little, you know, love you, love you. However... You're not Joe Ingles. Trent Forrest is not as good as Joe Ingles. And so there's going to be a drop-off at that point. And Locke talked about this a ton on last night's broadcast. When Steph Curry and Draymond Green go off the floor for the the Warriors, statistically speaking, the Warriors go to being the worst team in the league. Well, they didn't look like it last night. Boom, because the Jazz don't have a lineup where they could have taken advantage of all of that because they're missing all that firepower. Yes. And so, think about all those shots the Warriors were missing, and the Jazz were missing even more. Right. I think they ended up shooting a percentage better, but it was, it was not much. And so, yeah, that was, that uh, that was just a, a weird game. Uh, it, it, anybody who thinks the Jazz are just as good without Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley is up in the night. Yeah, I don't think anybody thinks especially that. against. Yeah, but every once in a while you hear, oh man, look, look what they're able to do. Not when you run into that kind of defense. You got to have guys who can break it down. I I get that the the talking point is out there of, you know, will it disrupt these other guys playing well to bring Donovan and Mike Conley back into the lineup? I guess I'll I'll listen to that being a concern, I suppose. But if you're out there arguing that the Jazz are better off without Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, 
Let's adjust your medication. Yeah, nobody can really say that with a straight face. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, that, that would be the hot take of all hot takes. So your solution, Coach Scott, when, you're, when the defense is switching, then you've got to have a guy who can, within the framework of Quinn Snyder's offense, attack his man. Yep, beat his guy. Even so without now, that, see, that's the thing. Not within the framework. That switching defense disrupts the framework of the offense. Okay, they so, can't do what they want to do. So they got to have somebody that can go out there and beat their. So guy. essentially, we're talking about Jordan Clarkson, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and to a lesser extent, Bogdanovich. Mm, yeah, that's kind of iffy. He's been good with the dribble drive. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other the other part that Quinn Snyder added in the post game that he likes to see, and this makes a lot of sense if you can picture it in your mind, the ball going from one side to the other, because then you get that catch dribble drive that Bogdanovich is really good at, and and George Niang is is shown that he's really good at with that ball fake and then and then the dribble drive. So that's that's another thing. You know, we can talk about one guy beating the other, and that's the easiest way to do it. But that's something else that Quinn Snyder added. You get the ball going back and forth, whether it's a skip pass or whatever. And make them adjust, and then get the dribble drive that way. It's, a, I guess, if you want to oversimplify it, it's a trick to beat your guy because he's running at you, and you're running the other way. Hmm. Well, uh, Jordan Clarkson couldn't do it himself, although he tried, and uh, came that, darn that, close. That, look, if Donovan Mitchell's in the game, there's no way he's going to put up 33. No. It's just, it's just not going to no. happen. Uh. Uh-uh. And it, that's but, not his role. He yeah. won. He, how many minutes did he play last night, Gordon? Sorry, I, I stepped on you. I apologize. Real quick, uh, he played thirty-five minutes. That's that's ten more minutes than he would play normally. So, to your point, he's not taking thirty-three shots. So, I have no problem with a player who senses a need out of his teammates and then tries to accomplish that or fill that need. Although it did, it was ugly early. It was ugly early. I thought he could have been looking for Boyan a little more early on. But uh, in that particular circumstance last night, don't really blame him. But there are circumstances when I see Jordan, I think he is hogging the ball a little bit. And I, I don't think that's fair. I mean, anybody who looks at it objectively would probably come up with that same conclusion. Well, he's not objective, but Quinn disagrees. Uh, does he really? That's what he says. Oh, well. You calling Quinn a liar? No. I'm just saying he's diplomatic. Another word for lying. <laughs> and this is what you do to me all the time, just letting you know. I personally think Quinn has tons of integrity. Oh. <laughs> okay. Just my uh, my personal opinion there, but... <laughs> well, sometimes you got to protect your players. Lie? Sometimes you just got to read Lie. You got like, re- like, re- to read that. No, 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 you just got to massage it a little I bit. I don't think he's lying. I think he's honest. <laughs> so as do I. As do I. Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 the zone.